Section 16, Volume 3 of The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night Translated by Richard Burton This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org Recording by Kamna The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night Volume 3, Section 16 when it was the one hundred and fiftieth night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when the wolf heard the fox's words, he bit his forehand for repentance. Then he gave the fox fair words, but this availed not, and he was at his wit's end for what to do. So he said to him in soft, low accents, Verily, you tribe of foxes, are the most pleasant in point of tongue and the subtlest in jest and this is but a joke of thine but all times are not good for funning and jesting the fox replied o ignoramus in good sooth jesting hath a limit with the jester must not overpass and deem not that allah will again give thee possession of me after having once delivered me from thy hand. Quoth the wolf, It behoveth thee to compass my release by reason of our brotherhood and good fellowship, and if thou release me, I will assuredly make fair thy recompense. Quoth the fox, Wise men say, Take not to brother the wicked fool, for he will disgrace thee in lieu of disgracing thee, nor take to brother the liar for if thou do good he will conceal it and if thou do ill he will reveal it and again the sages have said there is help for everything but death all may be warded off except fate as for the reward thou declarest to be my due from thee i compare thee herein within the serpent which fled from the charmer a man saw her affrighted and said to her what aileth thee o thou serpent replied she i am fleeing from the snake charmer for he seeketh to trap me and if thou wilt save me and hide me with thee i will make fire thy reward and do thee all manner of kindness so he took her incited thereto by lust for the recompense and eager to find favour with heaven and set her in his breast pocket. Now when the charmer had passed, and he had wended his way, and the serpent had no longer any cause to fear, he said to her, Where is the reward thou didst promise me? Behold, I have saved thee from that thou fearedest, and soughtest to fly. Replied she, Tell me in what limb or in what place shall I strike thee with my fangs, for thou knowest we exceed not that recompense. So saying, she gave him a bite whereof he died. And I liken thee, O dullard, to the serpent's inner dealings with her man. Hast thou not heard what the poet saith? Trust not to man when thou hast raised his plain, and wrath nor that twill cool thou misween. Smooth fields a viper to the touch and glides, with grace yet hides she deadliest venin. Quoth the wolf, O thou glib of gab and fair of face, 
ignore not my case and men's fear of me and well thou weetest how i assault the strongly walled pace and uproot the vines from base wherefore do as i bid thee and stand before me even as the thrall standeth before his lord quoth the fox o stupid dullard who seekest a vain thing i marvel at thy folly and thy front of brass in that thou biddest me serve thee and stand up before thee as i were a slave bought with thy silver but soon shalt thou see what is in store for thee in the way of cracking thy stones with stones and knocking out thy titorous dog teeth so saying the fox clomb hill overlooking the vineyard and standing there shouted to the vintagers nor did he give over shouting till he woke them and they seeing him all came up to him in haste he stood his ground till they drew near him and close to the pit wherein was the wolf then he turned and fled so the folk looked into the cleft and spying the wolf set to pelting him with heavy stones and they stinted not smiting him with stones and sticks and stabbing him with spears till they killed him and went away thereupon the fox returned to the cleft and said standing over the spot where his foe had been slain saw the wolf dead so he wagged his head for very joyance and began to recite these couplets faith the wolf's soul snatched up from worldly stead far be from bliss his soul that perished abu sirhan how sore thou soughtest my death thou burned this day in fire of sorrow dread thou art fallen into pit where all who fall are blown by death blast down among the dead thenceforward the aforesaid fox abode alone in the vineyard unto the hour of his death secure and fearing no hurt and such are the adventures of the wolf and the fox but men also tell a tale of the mouse and the ichinum a mouse and an ichinum once dealt in the house of a peasant who was very poor and one of his friends sickened the doctor prescribed him husked sesame so the hind sought of one of his comrades sesame to be husked by way of healing the sick man and when a measure thereof was given to him he carried it home to his wife and bade her dress it so she steeped it and husked it and spread it out to dry now when the ichinum saw the grain she went up to it and fell to carrying it away to her hole and she toiled all day till she had borne off the most of it presently in came the peasant's wife and seeing much of the grain gone stood a while wondering after which she sat down to watch and find out who might be the intruder and make him account for her loss after a while out crept the ichinum to carry off the grain as was her wont but spying the woman seated there knew that she was on the watch for her and said in her mind verily this affair is like to end blamably and so i fear me this woman is on the lookout for me and fortune is no friend to those to who can who attend not to the issue and end so there is no help for it but that i do a fair deed whereby i may manifest my innocence and wash out all the ill doings i have done so saying she began to tackle this to take the sesame out of a hole and carry it forth and lay it back upon the rest 
The woman stood by, and seeing the Ichinim do thus, said to herself, Verily, this is not the cause of our loss, for she bring it back from the hole for him, who stole it and returned it to its place, and of a truth she had done us a kindness in storing us a sesame, and the reward of those who does us good is that we do them the like good. It is clear that it is she who stole the grain, but I will not cease my watching till he fall into my hands, and I find out who is the thief. The Ichinim guessed what was in her mind, so she went to the mouse and said to her, O my sister, there is good in one who observeth not the claims of neighbourship, and who showeth no constancy in friendship. The mouse replied, Even so, O my friend, and I delight in thee, and in thy neighbourhood. But what be the motive of this speech? Quoth it the Ichinim. The housemaster hath brought some home some sesame, and hath eaten his fill of it, he and his family, and hath left much. Every living being hath eaten of it, if thou take of it in thy return, thou art worthier thereof than any other. This pleased the mouse, and she squeaked for joy, and danced, and frisked her ears and tail, and greed for the grain deluded her. So she rose at once, and issuing forth of her home, saw the sesame husked and dry, shining with whiteness, and the woman sitting at watch and ward. The mouse, taking no thought to the issue of the affair, for the woman had armed herself with a cudgel, and unable to contain herself, ran up to the sesame, and began turning it over and eating of it, whereupon the woman smote her with that club and cleft her head. So the cause of the, her destruction were her greed and headlessness of consequences. Then said the Sultan, O Shahrazad, by Allah, this be a goodly parable. Say me, hast thou any story bearing on the beauty of true friendship, and the observance of its duty in time of distress and rescuing from destruction? Answered she, Yes, it hath reached me, that they tell the tale of the cat and the crow. Once upon a time, a crow and a cat lived in brotherhood. And one day, as they were together under a tree, behold, they spied a leopard making towards them, and they were not aware of his approach till he was close upon them. The crow at once flew up to the tree-top, but the cat abode confounded and said to the crow, O my friend, hast thou no device to save me, even as all hope is in thee? replied the crow. Of very truth it behoveth brethren, in case of need, to cast about for a device, when peril overtaketh them, and how well said the poet. A friend in need is he who, ever true, for they well-doing would do him, would himself undo. One who, when fortune gars a sparting rue, victimeth self-reunion to renew. Now hard by that tree were shepherds with their dogs, so the crow flew towards them, and smote the face of the earth with its wings, cawing and crying out. Furthermore, he went up to one of the dogs, and flapped his wings in his face, and flew up a little way, whilst the dog ran after him, thinking to catch him. Presently, one of the shepherds raised his head, and saw the bird flying near the ground, and lightning, lighting alternately. So he followed them, and the crow ceased not flying just high enough to save himself, and to throw out the dogs, and yet tempting them to follow, for the purpose of tearing him to pieces. 
but as soon as they came near him he would fly up a little and so at last he brought them to the tree under which was the leopard and when the dogs saw him they rushed upon him and he turned and fled now the leopard thought to eat the cat who saved the cra- who, who was saved by the craft of his friend by the crow this story o king showeth that the friendship of brothers of purity delivereth and saveth from difficulties and from falling into mortal dangers and they also tell a tale of the fox and the crow a fox one dwelt once dwelt in the cave of a certain mountain and as often as a cub was born to him and grew stout he would eat the young one for he had died of hunger had he instead of doing left the cub alive and bred it by his side and preserved and cherished his issue yet this was very grievous to him now on the chest of the same mountain a crow had made his nest and the fox said to himself i have a mind to set up a friendship with this crow and make a comrade of him that he may help me to my daily bread for he can do in such matters what i cannot so he drew near the crow's home and when he came within the sound of speech he saluted him and said o my neighbor verily a true believer hath two claims upon his true believing neighbor the right of neighborliness and the right of al-islam are common common faith and know o my friend that thou art my neighbor and thou hast a claim upon me which is prohibited to observe the more that i have long been thy neighbor also there be implanted in my breast a store of love to thee which biddeth me speak thee fair and obliged me to solicit thy brothership what sayest thou in reply answer the crow verily the truest speech is the best speech and happily thou speakest with thy tongue that which is not in thy heart so i fear lest thy brotherhood be only of the tongue outward and thy enmity be in the heart inward for that thou art the eater and i the eaten and faring apart faring apart were apter to us than friendship and fellowship what then maketh thee seek that which thou hast may not gain and desire what may not be done seeing that i be the bird kind and thou be of the beast kind verily this thy proffered brotherhood may not be made neither were it seemly to make it rejoin the fox of a truth who knoweth the abiding place of excellent things make it better choice in what he chooseth but their form so perchance he may advantage his brethren and indeed i should love to wound near thee and i have sued for thine intimacy to the end that we may help each other to our several objects and success shall surely wait upon our amity i have many tales of the goodliness of true friendship which i will relate to thee if thou wish the relating answered the crow thou hast my leave to let me hear thy communication so tell thy tale and relate it to me that i may hearken it hearken to it and weigh, weigh it and judge of thine which intend thereby rejoined the fox here then o my friend what which is told of a flea and a mouse and which beareth out what i have said to thee asked the crow how so and the fox answered they tell this tale of the flea and the mouse once upon a time a mouse dwelt in the house of a merchant who owned much merchandise and great stories of monies one night 
a fee a flea took shelter in my in the merchant's carpet bed and finding his body soft and being thirsty drank of his blood the merchant was awakened by the smart of his bite of the bite and sitting up called to his slave girls and serving men so they hastened to him and tucking up their sleeves fell to searching for the flea but as soon as the bloodsucker was aware of the search he turned to flee and coming on to the on the mouse's home entered home entered it when the mouse saw him she said to him what bringeth thee into me thou who art not of my nature nor of my kind and who canst not be assured and of safety from violence or not of being expelled with roughness roughness and ill usage answer the sea answer the flea of a truth i took refuge in thy dwelling to save me from slaughter and i have come to thee seeking thy protection and on now is converting thy house nor shall any mischief betide thee from me to make thee leave thy home nay i hope right soon to repay thy favours to me with all good and then shalt thou see and praise the issue of my words and when the mouse heard the speech of the flea and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say End of section 16 of the Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 3 Recording by Kamna